Yo, what's going on? Welcome to the Mercy Station, where two male nurses talk real about real nursing problems, making you laugh and cry at the same time. Remember, at the end of each episode, we feature a heartwarming story that is turned in by you, the listeners. So please send us your story through our DMs, through Instagram, at the Mercy Station, and share our podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Have a good listen. What's up? My name is Felino. I am a current travel nurse, former flight nurse. My name is Jake. I am an ICU travel nurse. Um, been an ICU nurse for many years and a travel for almost as many years. And today <laughs> like we have years. a special guest on. Yeah, so we have a special guest uh, before she comes in. Uh, I used to work with this person um, for about two and a half, two years uh, through through our flight medicine. And actually, I'll just let her introduce herself. Her name is Karen. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, tell us a little background. Hi. Where are you Hi, from? Guys. Um, what do you do? Uh, so I'm from Boston originally. Uh, I've been out in the Four Corners region for over two years now. Wow. I worked with Felino very closely in Gallup, New Mexico, yeah. uh, where we flew. Um, and yeah, now I live in Flagstaff, Arizona, uh, and I'm loving it. Very cool. And so um, how did you get into that particular area of nursing? Like, where did you start out of nursing school? So I pretty much went right into the ER. Um, I worked ER for about, I think, a year two. And then I always wanted to travel. So then I did that. I got an RV, hopped in it, traveled for about a year or two um, before I did flight. And it just ended up falling I always wanted to do flight. It ended up falling in my lap. I think I was on assignment in Louisiana. Like, my assignment wasn't even finished. And I just shot out some applications to different flight companies. And, yeah, they were like, have you ever heard of Gallup, New Mexico? <laughs> no. <laughs> Nobody has heard of Gallup, New Mexico. <laughs> yeah, so now I'm here. <laughs> wow, that's awesome, though. Yeah. And, as, uh, and now now you're just not a, just a flight nurse, right? You're also doing other adventures and... I would say like the nursing world. I've always seen you on, I've seen you now on big things on Instagram and being featured on like, yeah. Yep. So I have my hands kind of in a lot of things. So I fly still full time for a different company. Um, I work per diem in a surgical trauma ICU level one trauma hospital. And then I've worked. Yeah. And I work, I've worked for the BCEN. So it's the board of certification for emergency nursing that does all the, uh, emergency certs. I, I've worked with them for probably over a year now. Wow. Um, yeah. And just got a position with them, um, doing item writer. So item writer for the questions for the CFRN exam. Um, yeah. Wow. That's exciting. <laughs> that is a lot it is of exciting. Different... And I like it too, cause it's a different mix of stuff. Like, um, it's kind of all over the place, but that's, yeah, that's it is like kind of all over the place. But that's good. You know like what I that mean? Nursing knowledge. Yeah. To... Yeah. And I always like to. I always like to stay up to date. Like I don't. I think I am so afraid of being complacent that I like to have my hands in different things and just. Yeah, I like to be busy. Wow. Yeah, I've, I've always seen on your Instagram like you're reading like a new, like either a new book or listening to yep. like uh, Create MD. Um, oh, I love podcasts. Yeah. So like. It's an easy way. There you go, and you're on this one now. So yeah, um, <laughs> sorry. You said you're an item writer, and we have a bunch of things that we want to interview on. So one of the things we love is the item writer, 
and you write things for like CFRN and what do you mean by like BCEM like the other certs like what are those like for new so nurses there's, I don't know. so there's five certifications right now they're working on a sixth one Ooh. um so there's one for emergency nursing that's the CEN there's one for trauma that's your TCRN uh there's a pediatric one that's your CPEN there's a flight one that's the CFRN yeah, yeah. and then there's a transport one oh, or ctrn okay. and then they are working on a new burn certification that should be coming out oh, that's cool. yeah that's very i remember uh, the first hospital jake and i worked at they were always like oh don't just get your ccrn like we worked in a, a trauma unit and it was like get your tcrn yeah and... my my unit's the same way yeah oh, okay yeah and then i took yep I took the CFRN, so if you guys don't know, the CCRN is like an ICU kind of certification, and mm -hmm. the CFRN, yeah. I feel like it's the CCRN of flight world on steroids. Yeah, for uh, sure. <laughs> times two. Because it, yeah, because it has all like, and it has all the aviation stuff in it too, so it's right. like. Like all the different pressurings and stuff. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah that's like another Boyle's level. Law, all that stuff. Okay. Yeah. I, I failed the test uh, the first time. Oh, she did, I, yeah. The second, yeah, I know. And the second time, I only passed it by one question. So, yeah, the first hey, time I failed pass, it, I was like, pass is a pass. We could do a whole other yeah. episode of just Kaylin's like... the one to blame because she's taking these questions now. So, and how, but, the, how were the questions? Don't blame like, me. give me an example of a question. I mean, not off the top of your head, but like. Um, so, the one that I, because you like to to get this job, you have to basically make a question for them to review and be like, okay, you can be an item writer. Oh, wow. So the one, yeah. So the one that I did was a, it was a vent question. It was basically, oh. I gave a patient, I know I gave a patient scenario, uh, a clinical patient scenario, told them what the vent settings were and told them what their, uh, ABG was. And then like said, okay, what adjustments would you make? You know, because oh, okay. I, I think I made it with, like, the title volumes were super high and, like, mm -hmm. you know, their ABG was off and they had to, they have to recognize, okay, I have to do this to the vent to correct it. Got you. Wow. And that, that, that was the cool thing I loved about flight because now I'm back in the hospital, right? Like, I don't really mm -hmm. touch the vent anymore. And yeah. at one point, like, the, the intensivist or I would catch my guard, like, what are the vent settings? And I'm like, oh, <laughs> crap like i kind of forgot like mm -hmm. but because you RT definitely have to make or... more of an effort to edu like to want, stay in it yeah to stay as far as on the care plan for the vent in the hospital yeah um just because for flight yeah. you're the you're vent everything. is you like you're yeah. you yeah. you're setting up the vent yourself you know so, yeah so to recognize all those like from my abg and that's cool like writing that too because you're probably like kind of basing these off of real scenarios maybe or yeah because awesome. i was like oh i was like oh god i hope this is good like i don't really know <laughs> <laughs> me too that's me though just a quick aside what's your go-to vent settings do you have like lazy default settings i feel like on. most people I'd have like... the on button I really, I know, like, okay, so if it's a, if it's a scene just trauma kidding. that I'm just trying to get into the helicopter, yes, I'm going to turn it on, it's going to be AC 12500 until I, until <laughs> something happens, until I have time to adjust it, but other than that, no, like, I, I calculate, I do my ideal body weight, I measure the patient, like, I just did this the other day, nice. we had a, um, 
we had a mass casualty uh, uh-huh. response that oh we had gosh. to go to. Yeah, and we were working off nothing. So we, like, intubated her. I shot a quick measurement of her height, got all of her vent settings, put them in. I didn't have to t- – and she was a flail chest, bilateral pulmonary contusions. Um, I put my vent settings in, and I didn't have to touch them for the rest of the flight. Nice. Nice. Yeah, so it was it was pretty good. <laughs> yeah. That's, when you know you're, that's where you know you're in a good comfort level, you know? Yeah, I know. That's, um, like, yeah. those kind of stories. Like, but, Students would be because, like, "What? Like, not even a peep, like, not even a peep adjustment. Boom! No. That's like mic drop. Yeah, you just drop off the patient with the mic on top of them and walk well, away. <laughs> just the microphone. <laughs> yeah. Sir, would you get this? Uh... Well, I think I think coming from the ER where you literally have no vent experience, or at least I mm-hmm. didn't. Um, that's I made the vent like my number one priority when I came into flight because I didn't know it. That was like the biggest thing I had." no idea so and i and i felt like that was the quickest way i could hurt a patient so i made it something that i I just wanted to be really good at it really proficient at it that's awesome especially because coming i just remember being no being a new nurse starting in icu um no matter how much you learn ventilators in theory or learn about different settings you can't really learn it until you have experience in a weird way. Yeah. It's one of the ultimate kind of hands-on having to see oh, sure. how adjustments 100%. make a difference. Like it's just very hard to teach. And um, I can understand why that'd be the scariest thing oh, to I think about learning scared. for sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's intimidating I, for sure. I came, it is. I came from ICU and I, I thought I knew my vent stuff and then going through the flight world, like putting a, like a live patient, like, Oh, like I have to make up the initial settings, you know, like yeah. an ICU, usually you'll have like a base setting, an ABG, and then like, you base then you everything. Can, like yeah. oh, I can expect what the doctor's going to make, right? Mm-hmm. Like the changes. Like when you're in a helicopter, airplane, whatever, you're just like, oh, like, uh, <laughs> yeah, I got to make these up. And I, f- and-, and I feel like it's like one of those things where I still to this day, like I read a ton, like I, I have a lot of vent books. I still learn things all the time. It's like crazy. they might be little things here and there, but yeah, I feel like I still learn. So that's, that's why I like it so much. Yeah. And that's one of those fields that's constantly being updated. Like um, even what was done from a pulmonary pulmonology standpoint a couple of years ago, is kind of COVID. completely. Yeah. yeah it's, it's, it's changing also, it's, now. It's all years. changed. It changed from before then. It's so even during in between assignments, I'll take like a couple months off, go to a new place and like, oh, we're doing this now. Like, cool. Yeah. Or like, oh, yeah, this biphasic stuff. This is back or like, oh, we're going back to this way or this is what. Yeah, this just. Well, I can't imagine for you guys too, like going to different facilities, because I feel like, you know, it's just always it's always facilities do something different. Like you're used like to, you're used to yeah. something yeah. for, yeah, you're used to something for three months and then you go somewhere else and you're like, Oh, okay. Yeah. I guess we're not doing it this way. Yeah. 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 yeah that does happen a lot. Yeah. And, uh, um, I like it. What you saying, like you read, you read all these books, stay current. And I just want to like, just get like a little, emo- not emotional, but like on a soapbox here that like, it's really good for nurses and anything like in life, you know, just stay current. And especially in the flight world, you always, we say like avoid the drift. And that's a thing where um, you just get complacent. And you don't really, uh, you just kind of don't do it. It's like, easy. Yeah. It's easy to get used to the things that you do, right? Your environment. Yeah. And that's how people 
start to get hurt you know and or that's when things will go wrong and mm-hmm. in flight world you don't want things going wrong and it's like your life and their life and like if you kind of get lazy and stuff so being current and all the things is like really good i mean i can't taste on myself you know because i i'm kind of lazy at this point in time you know but like if i have a goal you know it's always good to be current and all the things so caitlin on the list of things that uh we want to interview on so you you're an item writer you're a flight nurse and a very like thing that cv icu nurses do is they all of them want to get into crna school right yes <laughs> it's just like a thing i don't know why it's a stereotype it's a yeah. stereotype I have so many stereotypes um, of CVIC. Yeah, yeah. We could do its own show on that in yeah. another time. Some um, memes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Poor them. Like they they get just... made fun of so much, but they're so I smart. Know. They do. They're so smart. I don't know how to write ECMO, whatever. But yeah. <laughs> uh, so Kaylin is actually they don't either. aspiring. They don't. Yeah, either. they don't either. <laughs> the perfusionist. I'm just kidding. Yeah. And their little baby doses of everything with their, you know. It's crazy. Like what? I don't know. ECMO is like in a whole different world. Too. Yeah, yeah, that is a whole different thing, and that's really it, cool. It, well, it's a whole different ICU for me. I'm like, ooh. Yeah, yeah. Even is. just how they do CPR. Oh. Mm-hmm. How do you anyway. do CPR? <laughs> On fresh hearts, they use a clipboard to do mm-hmm. compressions. Oh yeah, because yeah, they don't want to. Yeah. yeah. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I thought it was like a basin. Right, like a basin was. Well, it's all. Oh, I mean, I guess you could they use could, whatever you want. It's yeah. just so it's just so you don't get hurt by whatever like the staples and stuff that's oh, already yeah, yeah. closed up. That that's true. Yeah. So, <laughs> Kaylin's actually aspiring to get into CRNA school, and it's super popular in nursery right now. Everyone doesn't, not everyone, but a lot of people get tired of bedside, and it's like, mm-hmm. oh, I want to do something uh, higher, not higher, but. Like outside of bedside, but still in the hospital, I'm still And to get paid a ton. I think that's to like the paid, number one attraction money, of that. It's always the highest paid specialty money, of any, of, you know, any. Yeah, money. Exactly. Yeah, money yeah. <laughs> money so, rules the world. And it seems like there's a lot of autonomy um, as far as it goes. Um, and yeah. just the places you can work, there's like a wide variety. Yeah. And it's the top two, right? It's like NP... And CRNA are like yeah. the things people uh, nurses always talk about when they try to leave. Bedside, For sure, you know? yeah. So yeah. CRNA, I have no clue how to even start. If I would try to get into CRNA school, how does it? How is the process going for you? It's been a learning process for sure. And this is coming from someone that like was not the best student who actually uh, failed out of nursing school the first time she tried. Um, So this is, it was a very, yeah, it was a super (laughs) learning process. (laughs) Um, But I'm going to be finishing my BSN in less than a month. Okay. Um, Oh, congratulations. So obviously, Um, obviously you need your bachelor's degree um, in nursing. Um, and it's all, it's, it's, you know, it's GPA and it's, it's not just your cumulative, it's your science GPA. So of course I'm, I'm almost done with my BSN, but then I'm retaking, I'm retaking a chemistry and a pharmacology just to boost my oh, science wow. GPA, um, uh, right directly after, uh, my last class, my BSN. And then, um, uh, you know, 
I'm doing a lot of extra stuff. I did 10 hours of shadowing with a CRNA. Oh, that how was that? Good. <clears throat> it was actually awesome. The guy that I got um, hooked up with, he was great. Very down to earth. Um, yeah, it was a gr- it was a great experience. And I actually, I valued it a lot because I, CRNA for me was always my first dream before, even before flight. Gotcha. But it was always like the... For me, it was the self-confidence. Like, I, you know, I'm not smart enough. I'm never – I like thinking I'm going to fail before I even try it. Um, and I can't I can't pinpoint what exactly it was. I think after doing flight for two years, you're kind of just like, okay, what's I next? Do stuff. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, like, okay, what's next? Like, I feel – now I feel confident yeah. in my own, yeah. like, independence, like, autonomy. Like, yeah. maybe I can do it. And mm-hmm. I think it was more um, – if I don't do it, I'm going to, re- or if I don't try, I'm going to regret it. Yeah. So yeah, I've just been working on, so like a lot of the BCEN stuff, um, I've gone to several conferences, uh, in Arizona, uh, for CRNA. Um, yeah, it's letters of recommendation. I'm waiting. Um, Dr. Williams and Anna are giving me letters of recommendation. Oh. So I'm waiting on those and yeah, it's just a, it's a laundry list of things that just compile into your application. Yeah, it's and, like uh, a super stressful process. Like I know a couple of people oh, now who is. are finishing CRNA school, but this is after several schools rejected that. And yeah, it's just it's a lot. Yeah, yeah they had to retake so courses, I'm... like you're saying. Like yeah, yeah. Thankfully, like I'm not. There's a GRE test too that like some schools require. It's it's like a it's almost it reminds me of like an SAT. It's just like a math writing like a basis of 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 your core things like when you were in school thankfully none of the schools i'm applying to have that i'm applying to two schools in arizona two in california and one in utah um so i feel like that's a decent amount decent number and i know a couple of people on the boards of the arizona one and one of the california ones um so i'm hoping i'm on yeah so actually one of the ones in california he flew in sholo for a while so that's how we he, and he's one of the boards for it's the four corners area. It's yeah, so it's just yeah. yeah. And it's so uh, crazy because for people listening outside of the Southwest, um, the Four Corners area is very very different part of the country compared to like um, a lot of it is comprised of like just native tribes that are very isolated. That there's not a lot of resources. So I don't know the fact that you both have worked in covering that area. That's a massive, massive area, like of land. Oh, yeah. And things are very yeah. sparsely populated. Even on, even CRNA schools, like there's not on this side of the country, there's not a ton of CRNA schools. Like yeah, you look right. at, you could look at a map showing CRNA schools and from the Midwest East, mm-hmm. there's a ton, there's way more opportunities out on the West side. There's really, I mean, there's still schools, but it's very on the West side. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there's very... <laughs> But, but yeah. Just, yeah, there's just not as many opportunities. So is it like a, I would say like a college application? So yeah, uh, so you just like choose a school and be like, hey, I want to go here. And then they'd be like, okay, this is what you need. And then you're like, oh, crap. Okay, like step one, I and wish... then step two, step three. Or is it like one general application and then it just sends out and you kind of like a residence, you get like matched to a They're school. all... 
they're all different. Like, oh, that's so, so it's it's so it's so annoying. That's what stresses me out the most. I think so. One one school in California is like, okay, put your your um because you have to write like basically an essay of why you want to be a CRNA and like about yourself and what you've how you've oh, wow. worked towards doing it. So like yeah, so so your essay. Yeah, I don't like to talk. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't like talking questions. <laughs> but yeah, like your essay, your letters of recommendation, your transcripts, wow. your application, all this stuff in one envelope. Then two other schools do it through a, like, general – it's called a nursing CAS mm-hmm. application. So it's, like, an online – you get everything sent in through online. That's easy, right? But, yeah, and then some other schools want some stuff mailed, some stuff done online. It's just – yeah, it's not it's not universal. It's very university-specific. Wow. wow, that sounds wow. very frustrating. And it, a lot of work. And that, that's just it application is. process, right? So. Yeah, they, that's like, just applications. Kind of accept you? Do you have to go through like multiple interviews or? So you do have to do an interview. It's usually one. Some schools do two. It just depends on the school. But yeah, usually. So all my applications will hopefully be sent in by the end of summer. And then hoping uh, my interviews will be in the fall. And then usually they make their decisions by like that winter. Got you. Okay. Oh. And then yeah. how long is CRNA school? CRNA school is three years. Okay. Um, this is just getting year. That last year, you can't really work. Like, it's kind no. of, yeah, you. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, it's that intense. You really. Yeah. Yeah, they, they, some, some schools make you sign a document saying that yeah. you will not work for the whole program. Yeah. Because, I mean, depending oh on the program, yeah, depending on the program, um, some are front loaded, meaning like you get all of your classroom work done like that first year, year and a half, and then the rest of school is just clinicals. So some people will keep their per diem or keep mm-hmm. their part time job while they're in the classroom setting. Right. Um, and then once they're in clinicals, like kiss yeah, that goodbye because you're not going to have time. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I mean, hoping that I get in, maybe. Um, I don't plan yeah, on working so a ton. Yeah, I don't plan on working. I just want to be dedicated to school. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And I like how you said that, uh, back, kind of backtracking, you you would ha- have a bigger regret that if you didn't try, right? And yeah. You're just going to be so pumped up right now. Mm-hmm. Like, Shut up. I know, you're <laughs> just like, setting so much these stuff. goals and knocking them down, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And Ugh. I just like it's the biggest that goal, though. feeling of, it's a bigger it's a bigger pain that knowing that you didn't try and you still failed, but then actually trying, doing all the work, even if you do fail, you won't have that regret of like, hey, I didn't try, you know? Yeah. 100%. And you never know. You could be you could you never know. Like in ten years from now you're gonna be like one of the top CRNAs and you just keep going and going, you know, so well, and that's the thing. I'm like, you know, I, lo- I love flight. I love it so much. And I could see myself doing it for, you know, the rest of my career. But, like, I feel like CRNA would always be over my head mm-hmm. if I didn't. Just give it the shot that it deserves. And if I don't get in, then that's fine. It wasn't yeah. meant to be. Like, and that's fine. And I can, I can continue doing something that I still absolutely love. That's, that's good, you know. That's awesome. Yeah. And, like... Flight, I, I do want to go back into flight, 
and I'm just doing travel time to be my family. But I love I love flight. Like flight's so good. Lena's a, a bomb ass flight nurse. <laughs> <laughs> I be just, honest. Uh, let's continue making TikTok. And, you know, since I'm but... talking with two two flight nurses, like half of the appeal of the job is the flight suit, right? It's the flight, the onesie, bro. Oh, it's the onesie. It looks dude. so badass. Like, you're just so, it's you're like, so that's why you're like, just so like, tactical. Like you could put patches. Yeah, you you put that on, it's like a whole different attitude. I, yeah, I had a <laughs> I had a vest like. My the pilot. Oh, sports bra. And, sports uh, the bra. medics would make fun of me, but I would wear a vest, and. Uh, it was cool to like everyone else, but I would just get made fun of constantly between my crews. But like, I go outside in the hospital, like, oh, that guy has a tactical vest. Like, what is he using that for? Like, and it was just like, like, what's in there? Power bars in, in there? Yeah, like, yeah. A flush. Yeah, it's like snacks. <laughs> yeah, like Zofran for when I'm throwing up in the helicopter. Flush but... and stuff, yeah. yeah, that's it. You know, it's already yellow. The trauma scissors are like hang on the side, and I like never use them. Like, you yeah, know, yeah. So... It's pristine it's, scissors. Yeah. That looks super, cool, but when you actually cool. try to cut shit, they're not that good. You ever yeah, have they're not that they're Oh, PR, my God. We call them PR scissors. You're just... Yeah. Yeah. I've been guilty what? of that. Busting out. I've worked at some trauma what? ICUs in my day and, yeah, had some embarrassing scissor. <laughs> You're like, <laughs> it's just not. We're not, yeah. getting, we're not getting anywhere. It's like, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> These look cool online. I got them. Yeah. They look cool. Should I, should I use my teeth? Yeah. They match my scrubs. <laughs> tear off the know. gown. To tear off their jeans. Yeah. Use my teeth. Well, I hope you get in, Kaylin. I mean, Me that's too. a big, that's a really awesome. big goal, and a lot of nurses. It's oh, I'll, it's it's pretty competitive, isn't it? CRNA school. Oh my god, it I, is I'm so sure like all these um, but... nurses want to get in. So <laughs> all the CVs. Let me just give you all the CVs. <laughs> oh my god, if I if I beat out a CV, I'm gonna be so astonished with myself. <laughs> the day that happens, we're let's do another emergency podcast, and we'll pop a bottle of champagne. Yeah. yeah, but like even just to give you a for instance, one of the schools I'm applying to is like they get probably four to six hundred applications and their class size that they admit is 18 people. Ooh, what? Wow. Yes. 18. And wow. it's like, you know, all, and all these people. Peop- yeah. And it's like all these people we think like. All these people applying, they, I mean, I'm sure they're, they're probably applicants. They're the I don't best know of the how. best and still That's even what I'm saying. Like, I don't know how they pick people. Wow. <laughs> what the heck? So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, hey, good luck to you. I'm, I'm sure you'll get into a school and you'll be a CRNA here soon and a flight nurse at the same time. <laughs> That'd yeah. be awesome. Yeah. That would be awesome. And still writing questions and doing all this other yeah, nursing yeah. stuff too. So I know. And meanwhile, yeah, so I, I will play not video games up... on the weekend. That's what I do, you know. Yeah. <laughs> meanwhile, I'll never pick up overtime. I'm just yeah, like, oh, I'm, I'm working yeah. 36 yeah, yeah. hours. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Way to put well, us down, Caitlin. Jeez, yeah, yeah. just kidding. Sorry. Especially yeah, because... I just got off hitch going to work again tonight. Yeah, you oh just got God. off one job. She's going to her uh, ICU job. That's crazy. I was literally thinking about what day I should call in this week. Yeah. Like it was a debate <laughs> in my mind. Like I was laying different scenarios. I haven't put this much effort into anything. Like, like yeah. this date, it <laughs> it's for calling here. in. And this, work, like, yeah. work harder for calling out. Yeah. Like, yeah. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. How can I get the most states off by calling uh-huh. in? You know, like yeah. Like what's believable? What story do I have mm, that's believable? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like it's like Dan really? has diarrhea a lot. <laughs> COVID oh. again? <laughs> <laughs> COVID for the fifth time. 
Yeah. <laughs> wow. Get every variant of the variant, I guess. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. making his own variant. New, yeah. yeah, it's a new one. Uh-huh. <laughs> Never heard of. So, Kaylin, for this episode, uh, we actually had a game for you because um, Jake and I are kind of lazy bums right now. Um, and you're also like this badass nurse saving lives. Oh God! Um, we actually, and we're talking about drift. We actually wanted to talk about. I have a list here of the things that we should be good at, but we don't. Like we suck at them now. For example, Jake's number one thing right now is IVs. And I remember <laughs> IVs is like the thing like nurses do, right? That's like, like the number one thing. Nurses. So. The it's issue, like the skill. Yeah. yeah. So the issue with me is I, when I first became a nurse, I always wanted to start in the ED because I figured that's the best spot to start to learn a solid foundation of kind of basic skills that can branch out into any other spot in the hospital. But my nursing Great. class was so big that they put me in ICU and I ended up getting a job right out of nursing school in ICU, just always worked ICU. So I would say like 90% of my patient interactions were a patient is intubated. Like I didn't have a lot of interactions with non-intubated patients until I started traveling um, and where we would get floated more to different units and stuff. Um, but yeah, I still suck at IVs. I've never, I just do not have the touch. Like I'm one of those people that will get it there. I just can't thread it. I always blow it. Like something happens. <laughs> I just don't have the... I don't know, like the muscle the dexterity. The, yes, that's what it is. <laughs> so I will actually like trade off <laughs> stuff with people. I'll make deals like, all right, if you give me an IV, like I'll go put that NG tube in for you or I'll clean up your patient. I'll do whatever. So it's a lot of bartering with my neighbors, you know, all this oh. because I suck at IVs. So <laughs> I suck so bad that my wife will not let me practice insertion on her anymore because I'm that bad. Oh, no. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Like, it's <laughs> like... Your poor wife. <laughs> not even close to the vein, you know? It's like... <laughs> <laughs> That's my neck. What are you doing? <laughs> so, yeah. It's embarrassing. After... Been a nurse for over seven years now, and I still suck at IVs. So, I have no excuses. Kaylin, you're pretty good at IVs, right? Yeah. I, IVs, IOs, that kind of stuff. But I will IOs. say one thing. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> well, I suck at IOs. I always say that. I don't know how to do it, but Kaylin actually taught me a trick. And for people that are doing for IOs, IOs, yeah, mm-hmm. it's thirty and thirty, right? Okay. For, uh, for no forty-five and forty-five. Forty-five and forty-five. Uh, I already got yeah. it. But... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it depends on the hospital you work at. The one of the hospitals I worked at, nurses were only allowed to do humeral head IOs. Okay. So uh, I can tell you at my hospital now. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah sorry go for it yeah, yeah. no like <laughs> no no I was like, and i oh, feel yeah. like i feel like uh for nurses who haven't put ios and i feel like that's almost the hardest place to do them like the proximal mm. tibia is super easy but for the for the humeral head i was doing a cadaver lab and the lady teaching it actually taught me this and if they're laying down and you have like their arm across their chest or like tucked into their back, you're just standing. You want to think about being 45 degrees from their head and then okay. 45 degrees from the bed. And, and that's of course the angle rhymes. that you want to gotcha. insert it. That's the money angle. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 45, 45. Works every time. And then you just drill it in. Like a pit stop. What I suck at, and which I, we, we all shouldn't suck at, but giving a report now, 
And Jake, uh, we kind of discussed this earlier. <laughs> yes. So my my ICU report now is very like flight based or used Got to you. be. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was like, hey, like they got this meds, they have a pulse, mm-hmm. like here's just maybe the plan. Yeah. Like, this is what I did. And they're like, what's the plan? I'm like, I don't know. Like we're, I don't know, we're but they're still to, alive. You have yeah. an airway and a pulse. What do you want? Yeah, yeah. that's that's how yeah, like yeah. flight, you know, like giving flight in. But, you know, my ICU is like kind of back. So, And yeah. then you coming from like a COVID, right? Yeah, so I, I had... I've always started an ICU, so my ICU report, I always felt like it was really solid. You know, ICU reports are very into the weeds. Like, people make fun of us because we're all kind of like type A personalities, and people are trying to give us a report, and we're focused on, you know, but they had this infection in second grade. You know, like, it's so <laughs> ridiculous. But over the course of the last couple of years, every report has been kind of the same thing to a point where it's just kind of like, you know why they're here? They're unvaccinated. They have covid they're maxed on everything. Vent settings are maxed. They're prone. I don't know what the plan is. Good luck. The outcome's not good. <laughs> so it's all been like that. And now that things are finally starting to get back to normalish a little bit, like I'm still in that, like, you know, like maybe I didn't research everything I should have and I'm trying to give you a report. I've been in like the, they're COVID, yeah. they're prone, they're we know what the plan is, and like now procedure. Yeah, yeah like, all of a sudden, oh. now it's all back to normal stuff, and I'm just, like, all over the place and unorganized, and I'm like, I need to get back in the normal swing of things. <laughs> oh, I will say 100%, like, when I, this was my first ICU job, and it was definitely a hard transition, especially still working flight full-time, uh, but my report was horrible like i remember the i remember the icu nurse training me and she's like okay it's not that it's bad like she's trying to be so nice Uh, it's not that it's it's not that it's it's bad but yeah it's not good so i really i still to this day struggle i mean the people that i give report to are super nice and i'm like please i'm just a fake icu nurse like don't take me seriously (laughs) but yeah yeah. Oh my God, my reports—they suffer. I, I'm sure, or you all seen it. I I do it, and everyone at my hospital does it. But they get, you know, the blank sheet of paper, and like they fold it in half for your two patients, right? Mm-hmm. And then you put DX for diagnosis history, and then you have like your list of mm-hmm. like well, body systems. Is that how you like give report kind of? And then you have like your on the right side of that half piece of paper is like your IVs, your drips. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. I actually so have I a pre-made now. brain that oh, one yeah, of my travel one. assignments, I worked with this guy who I just loved the setup of his brain. And he's like, oh, I'll send you the file. So he sent it to me and I'll literally print out like 30 of those oh, and I just always keep them in my backpack. Yeah, actually, yeah. yeah, he is now, I believe, a director at a CBS. Oh, of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, that sounds so... Yeah. <laughs> OCD, yeah. like, organized. That's but good, it's though. Just, it's easy. It's convenient. Like, I know where everything's at. Like, it gives me some room to make changes, like, over the course of the day. Like, Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I have a brain I use, too, but it's more so, like, when I first started in the ICU, I needed something that, like, organized me with times. So, like, it Got has... You. Yeah, a lot of people like yeah, that. Yeah, so, yeah, I have to because yeah. it just keeps me in check, right? Like, it has all the 
systems, the drips, the, where their um, lines are and all that stuff. But then it has a grid. Nice. And I work night shift, so from, like, 7 p.m. to 7 a.m., like, yeah. when their meds are, like, meds, mm-hmm. like, labs, whatever I need to mm. do. Um, oh. And that's how I at least stay on track because – yeah, um, sometimes I type I, A, sometimes not. <laughs> yeah, when I was on night shift, I used that time grid for sure too. It's also because sometimes those shifts there could be a lot of downtime during certain hours. Like it's kind of the opposite mm-hmm. of day shift, whereas like day shift is really busy and then kind of so dead busy. at the end. But night shift oh starts God. kind of dead but ends busy because like yes. that's when everything is going on, like labs, all the like people are coming in. You got to get everything ready for day shift, so it's yep. easy to get behind. Like if you don't have certain things in your head, like, Hey, at this time I'm going to do this and then we're going to do this and do this. So by the time I give report, I can get the hell out of here. Like, um, otherwise, otherwise that night shift can kill you. Yeah. 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 And probably, uh, us three, what we suck at now, but we shouldn't suck at is (laughs) patient family relationships. I remember coming in, uh, out of this COVID (laughs) unit. And I actually kicked someone out. And I'm like, you can't be here. Like, I don't know who you are. Uh, this is a COVID unit. And I was, my job was off for a week. And the hospital transitioned out of the COVID. Like, it's not a COVID unit anymore. In the week you were off. Yeah. And I was like, gotcha. you can't be here. This is a COVID unit. What are you doing up here? And they're like, oh, I'm the patient's, like, significant other. And I've been visiting so? for the past five days. <laughs> and I was like, What? And I asked, like, uh, the charge nurse, like, oh, yeah, we've had visitors now for the past, like, five days. And I was like, oh, okay. Uh, Great. Hi. Like, there's another person in my room now. It's not just the patient. Like, uh, okay, well, how, what, uh, what do you want to know? Like, uh, yes. who likes, mm-hmm. it was so weird. Yeah, yeah, I'm not good at any of that. <laughs> yeah, it sucks because it went from zero to 100 quick and, like, I hate to say this because this sounds completely fucked up, but the period of those two years where it was no visitation, COVID was full on, like the family updating situation. Oh my God. It was so nice. Like they would allow one phone call a day at a lot of places. Like what? (laughs) That's no visitation. In itself, the phone, the phone calls kill me. Cause I'm like, you just called 15 minutes ago. Yeah, or the family right. that don't changed. communicate with each other. Like yes. I have one oh sister calling, the the next sister calls me for the exact same thing. It's like, no, you designate one person. I will update one person on what's one going person. on, and yeah. you can like spread Disperse. it from there. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, now it's game on, and it's at least to me, it feels like game on, and in super entitled. Like, yeah, I'm like, mm, like you're lucky oh, yeah. we even let you in here. The, like the culture you know? now, it's very. Coming back yeah. into the hospital, like it's mm-hmm. very like, how come you guys aren't like? It's more. It feels more of customer service, like even yeah. even more so yes. now. Yes. And I'm like, oh, like get out I think of that's here. what's like, getting us so down. You know. Yeah, it's even it's even yeah. worse. Like, we've dealt with all this bullshit for a couple of years, and now it's like, and now it's just more bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, all right, kids. Oh, that's a whole other story. Yeah. Of, like burnout. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> And then, so we've been talking for a pretty long while, and to end off the episode, uh, we actually, the Mercy Station actually gets stories from listeners 
um, and we read them out loud. But since we have a guest here, Caitlin, uh, you said you had actually a pretty embarrassing, funny story that you wanted to share before I we I do. I have a very embarrassing story. Okay. And it's sad because this has not happened only once. It's happened twice. Ooh. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. So, I remember very distinctly, um, this is probably, this is when I was still flying in Gallup, and I think we had, like, flown all night, I think we were on, like, our third flight, just getting back home, and I was completely zonked on the flight, like, super tired, Um, and I remember, like, getting all our stuff, our iPad, all this stuff in my hands before getting out of the uh, helicopter. Now, mind you, the pilot's still in his pilot seat. My partner's on the other side of the helicopter. And I don't know what I did, but I, I got out of the helicopter, and my foot must have gotten stuck on something. <laughs> oh, no. And I hit the dolly, like, a like flat on my back. iPad flew, <laughs> clipboard flew, everything flew out of my hands, and it was just me dead on the dolly. <laughs> but, it was, but then my eye, my my Apple Watch, I fell so hard, my Apple Watch wanted to call 911. Shut up. Like it detected, oh, it, detected, <laughs> it detected, it like detected, I fell so hard. Wow. <laughs> that, it, that it came up and was like, uh, are you okay? Do we need to call 911? No way. Like, <laughs> wow. Yeah. Some, that's yeah, some that's life happened. alerts though yeah it was a life wow, alert no <laughs> and I, I, I didn't even know it could do that yeah that's didn't even know <laughs> and then of course it was in front of a second <laughs> <laughs> and it was in front of my peers like but the pilot was like had one second of are you okay and then everyone was dying laughing once yeah, they yeah. noticed once like i was, find out I was okay, yeah uh, oh my god yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. That's why is Caitlin? And that happened again? Yeah. Oh, my God. Same crew? I, I get night, tired. Though. Not the same night. No, oh, this, okay. is a, this is a, an isolated incident. Okay. <laughs> so, like, you're going to get Dang. a reputation of, like... I know. Oh, yeah. my God. Damn. That's pretty funny. That is hilarious. And it's like, who are they going to call, like, 911? Like, in the helicopter? Yeah, like, you are 911. Are 911. <laughs> That's a weird realization. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It's like, who's going to help me now? Yeah. It's pretty. Uh, I know, like, Apple Watches can detect, like, AFib or, like, SVT, right? Or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Certain basic dysrhythmias, I think, for sure. Like, AFib. If you're, like, sitting still and then it's going to say, like, hey, your heart rate's, like, in the 160s. Uh I don't even do 12 leads anymore. I just put an Apple Watch on. (laughs) (laughs) I do 12 leads. Like, (laughs) (laughs) fine. Fine. Stop hitting your call bell. (laughs) <laughs> here's my apple watch man here's your oxycontin yeah. leave me alone <laughs> <laughs> well that's that's pretty funny Kaylin. and thank you for coming on the funny. show oh yeah yeah thank you. anytime um, yeah we would like you on another day uh when you get into crna school so we can actually do a follow-up interview that'd be awesome yeah, that would be really yeah, cool. Yeah, that would be. Hopefully, hopefully, fingers crossed. Yeah, no, <laughs> I think hopefully, so. Hopefully, for sure. I have, I have a good feeling that you'll, you'll be happy in a CRNA school. So, to close it off, thanks for coming to the merch station, Caitlin. Thank you. No and, problem. Anytime. Yeah. So, we're again, we're two male nurses talking about real nursing problems, making you laugh with a lot of laughing in this episode and cry <laughs> at the same time. So... Remember, at the end of each episode, Kaylin shared her story. If you want your story shared, send it to our DMs in the Instagram at the Mercer Station, and we'll share it on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Thank you, Kaylin. Thank you so much for listening, guys. Thanks, guys. Thank you.